Hey, Keith Tronics. Oh, no, we're not doing this. That's not. <laughs> I, I don't have a nickname for you. You got to give me a warning for these things, man. But. Okay, Hi, let's, let's, Jamie. Let's no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We just keep on rolling. You just can't surprise me with these All nicknames. Right. I'm. A, I mean, I am basically a robot, but uh, dude, I've been calling you Keith Tronics for like. I know, and I've literally never had a nickname for you ever. Uh, that's my thing. I give nicknames to people. People call you JT, and I've never. I'm like, where is this T oh, coming from? I'm missing boy. this. Where oh, does this I'm, come from? I'm angry. I'm angry now. Now this is on a podcast. God damn it, done. Uh, only my aunt calls me JT. Okay. It's because it's my middle name, which nobody should know. I don't like my middle name. so Thomas? Uh, that would be fine. I would be fine with Thomas. Um, okay. I'm not going to keep guessing. But <laughs> uh, How are things, man? You sound, uh, you sound uh, a, little, uh, a little under the weather. Yeah, not the best. Been uh, battling with basically like started out as a just a bad like I had a fever. So it seems like I had the flu initially. And then I've progressively just like lost my voice and slowly gained my voice back. But I've just been coughing, sneezing, uh, running nose for like two weeks now. So it's kind of a kind of a bummer. But yeah. All right. Well, we'll make this a quickie. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing, uh, you know. Spring is coming, and uh, that's always a good time. Yeah. So I hate the well, cold. So. Oh, I am right there with you. Like, I used to love it when I was a kid. Like, Ohio is great for a child because yeah. seasons are really fun, <laughs> and playing in the snow is amazing. And then right. you become an adult, and you run into the real world, and then snow just punches you in the face. Or in the case of yeah. Toledo, snow batters you in the face until your face bleeds. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, it's always a good time, but, uh, two years ago tomorrow, the April 9th. So we're recording this on the 8th was a two week or two year anniversary of tattoo launching. I saw that on, uh, LinkedIn of all places. And I knew that you would never check that. So I thought about being real trolly and writing a post to you. Uh, that's why I've been getting those stupid, like, congratulations on your work anniversary. I didn't know what that was from. Yep. Yep. But I have it in my calendar for some reason. So, uh, gotcha. Um, so that's why I noticed, but yeah. So a uh, big week, man, big week. Um, nice. Well, what have your last two weeks been like? Uh, yeah. Um, good, good. So since the beginning of this podcast, I've been saying I want to launch conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that com- they're not launched, but they're done. Um, I have some, I have some cleanup to do, but, Early, early uh, stand-ups are now complete. I have some cleanup, and then I want to improve a little thing. And then I'm going to uh, wrap it with a feature flag uh, and then release it to a bunch of customers that have been asking for this. Uh, so I should be doing that by Monday. And uh, so by our next podcast, I'll, I'll be able to say it's going to be fully launched for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, they're done, man. It's been a, it's been a wild ride of, like, a lot of places have a lot of the code has been touched by this uh, seems to be easy, easy feature. Yeah. Well, and you also have been sort of feeling your way through it in the sense that you were creating it one way. And then, you know, in the last podcast, you said that you had switched over to using, um, I don't know what the Slack feature is called, but basically like being having interactable buttons so that you didn't have to do as much like logic and parsing for intention. 
conversations, man, are hard. They're just hard and they're time consuming. So anybody that wants to build a conversational UI bot, it's just hard. You have to, you have to, you know, implement any number of which ways that people can communicate with you. And um, eventually I will get to that. And there's some features coming up that I need to, to implement that um, better. But yeah, conversational UIs are just, just hard, um, time-consuming things. So I am still using the conversation. And I had to build that whole conversational piece. Um, so that was, a, that, was, that was something. But um, I am still using that. Uh, just in a lighter fashion, but um, it's still very useful. Nice. So, yeah, I've been working on that. Um, and then I've also been working a lot on callback, which is the, um, the webhook uh, scheduling system. And I'm using it for a client. So I needed to add some things. So now with callback, you can have ephemeral jobs, which are basically just one-time running jobs so they run on this the schedule one time and then they stop and uh, I also implemented a way I started going down the segment route so a couple episodes back we talked about for callback that uh, you know each job has a name and that name is unique and I wanted the ability to in callback I wanted a very simple API that you could just hit a post and you didn't have to store like the job ID on your server. So the name would be the unique thing that you would keep sending it. Well, that works until you get into like a segment. So if I have a job called start standup and it's for each of these customers, so they each have an ID, then the name is no longer unique. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to add these segments so that you could pass in kind of a name and a segment kind of combination. I started going down that route. I actually spent, I did some live coding on it actually. And yeah. I, I was going to ask, how did that go? The live coding thing. I didn't watch. I'll yeah, it was, it was good. Um, it was fun. Uh, I actually don't even know if anybody viewed it, but it's, it's kind of therapeutic. Like you can just like Instead of working out and thinking of this stuff in your head, you just kind of talk it out whether people are listening or not. First time mm-hmm. I did, I didn't even announce it. I just wanted to play around with the live streaming stuff. Um, I used an application called uh, Lightstream. It used to be in Finicene. Uh, but that, that tool is like really, really good. Like they just have a button you can literally click. This is go live. And uh, and, it, and it goes live and it go live on, on YouTube. So. I used that, but it was, it was good. Um, but I spent a whole day implementing these segments and I, and it just made the API way too complicated. And it's been a whole day. I spent like three hours, but it made the, like the, the routes I was going down was like, Oh man, this is so complicated. Cause all I kept on thinking like, how am I going to explain this in the readme? And, um, it's just, so I scrapped the whole thing and then I scrapped the idea of having a name. Cause I was like, why should somebody come up with a name, you know, for, for a job? So I, I just basically make the callback, uh, URL, the unique thing. So if you have a, a segment in the URL that has an ID that's different than this other segment, it's going to treat that job as unique. Uh, oh, and nice. it still has a name, but the name is, the name is just basically for your display purposes. So, um, 
So yeah, that's what I did. It simplified, actually simplified it a lot. And so I implemented those two things on callback and I wrote a Ruby wrapper for the callback API. Uh, that's open source. It's on, uh, we'll put it in, in the show notes, but uh, it's uh, on GitHub. It's on the callback organization. So, so that was a pretty big weeks. And then I'm implementing callback on an, on a client project. So, so yeah, that sounds pretty big. Yeah. Um, so small business question. Are you keeping Tatsu and uh, callback separate as like I'm entities? Not. Okay. I'm not, I'm going to keep them in the same um, uh, S or C corp. No. Okay. So it'll be, yeah, Oh wait. So Tatsu is not an LLC. <sighs> Don't get me started. Do not, do not. If you're a new business owner, uh-huh. go LLC. The reason, so Brilliant Fantastic, my consulting company is an LLC. And it's literally, mm-hmm. you fill out a form in Ohio. You fill out a form, give them 125 bucks, and boom, you have a business. And the taxes are easy, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go down a funding route with Tatsu. Uh, perhaps a funding route. Oh, geez. Um, I'm so stupid. I was there for Tatsu being incorporated. Why do I not remember this? Yeah. So yeah, but the tax structure and like having to have all these, these due dates and these, these forms in is just a, a hassle. So I would recommend if you're starting a business and you're not going to go funding route because investors want to see, uh, uh, corporation. Now it's easy to go from LLC to corporation. It's not easy to go from corporation to an LLC. So if you ever wanted to to do that, it's pretty, it's pretty easy from what I've told. I haven't done that. Um, so anyway, okay, wait, but you so just I told me gonna, not to go with an LLC if I'm starting a business, right? I'm sorry. No, I, I said, I, don't go. I might've said LLC, but I meant corporation. Okay. So don't go, yeah. Yeah. So this is an applicable question for me, right? Because right now Coder Journey is nothing, right? So it's just a sole proprietorship underneath me. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, like once it actually makes money, uh, I will probably, uh, you know, I'm going to turn it into its own thing. So I've been kind of thinking about like, which direction do I go? Do I go with an LLC? Do I go with a, uh, um, what, S Corp? Or whatever. Um, but okay. So. so there is something that was just launched this week, actually, related to this. And Stripe has their Atlas program, mm-hmm. which is super cool. It's um, basically you sign up just as easy as you would like with a Stripe account. And I haven't used this, so I'm just reading what they've said. And basically they give you uh, a corporation. You get, the, you get a bank account in Silicon Valley, of course. And all these all these documentations and guidelines on how to start your business. So if you are looking for, there are some tax benefits with uh, corporations. Uh, there can be. Um, then some, there's some legal uh, uh, advantages to it. Uh, but still, LLC is super easy to do. And you can always go from LLC to, to a corporation pretty easily. From what I understand, consult your local accountant slash lawyer. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you for for answering this. Yeah. For your purposes, I would recommend an an LLC for sure. Sweet. But yeah, so callback's going to stay under uh, Tetsu's um, corporation. Yeah. 
just because it was kind of built out of Tetsu and, and uh, I don't want to create another, yet another yeah. company company. So, uh, yeah. So what's on your next two weeks? Um, yeah. Next two weeks. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. So we got some, some more exciting things. So I'm going on, I think I talked about this before going on a codication, um, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was originally going to start another project, uh, yet another project that I wanted to build for like five years. And I was going to start this at this codication as long as I finished some things with Tetsu and with callback, like callback. I wanted to be launched Tetsu. I wanted to have one other big feature in there. And so I started stressing out and there's all this other work that needs to happen with Tetsu. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to focus on Tetsu and callback, which I want to do. And there's some pretty big things coming up with Tetsu. I think it's going to kind of keep it that stand. It's going to stand it out from all the other stand up things that are on Slack nowadays. Um, so I think for the next two weeks, I'm going to basically do a lot of cleanup, um, a lot of small little bugs and tasks that I've been wanting to do. Nothing in particular coming off the top of my head. Um, and then I'm also probably going to implement vacation or out of office type of functionality. So if you have Tetsu scheduled, but you're going to be out of office or the whole company is going to be out of office, you'll be able to pause and restart, um, Tetsu. Nice. Kind of a bigger, bigger feature. It's not going to take too much time, but that with a combination of a bunch of small little things, um, and then the next thing, the next step after that is going to have a, a synchronous stand up where Tetsu uh, direct messages everybody on the team, gathers their responses that way, and then pushes those responses out to a, a centralized channel. So Sweet. That's yeah, so it sounds like you're doing a uh, maintenance sprint, more or less. Like, Yeah, yeah, maintenance sprint. Yep, pretty much. That's, that's what I'm going to focus on. But in codication... So codication is going to happen before the next time we talk or during the next time we talk, which we have to talk about that. Um, yeah, we have to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but during that week, there's going to be a ton of, uh, of progress on, on Tetsu. So, cause I'll be able to sit down and go full time on it for a long time, long time during the day. So, uh, and then in addition, I would like to do like a soft launch of, of callback. So the back end of callback is pretty much done. I need to do the front end. So that's when we'll be, I'm going to we'll be working on that as well, the front end for callback. And I think I'm going to be using React for that with just the simple callback API backend. Cool. Yeah, sounds pretty awesome. I'm excited to see how it works out. And I'm actually thinking about maybe using callback for a thing that I'm potentially going to be awesome, building. Dude. So awesome. um, just you'll so I don't have the, to build uh, it myself. You'll get the, uh, the, the podcast co-host uh, discount. So. Oh, okay. Sweet. That's a great discount. <laughs> cool, man. So uh, what's been up happening in your world besides sickness? All right. So, yeah, the last two weeks have been a little slow compared to what I would have liked them to be. So um, previous to this, I had launched. So now I'm doing two YouTube segments, right? So I'm doing a tutorial uh, and then I'm also doing a like, what have I been up to? The weekly update thing. And I was supposed to, over the last two weeks, uh, redesign 
the Coder Journey website and get it moved off of WordPress and then also uh, do the promo video for the Docker course. That promo video has like, that's like my conversations piece, you know, like I feel like <laughs> yeah. I've been working on this forever and I'm like literally making no progress, not really working on it. So I'm actually just going to scrap it. I'm just not going to do a promo video. Hmm. Um, why, why were you going to do a promo video to get more sales? Uh, yeah, in theory, but like, I don't know. I'm honestly sort of at the point where I kind of consider that course to be like a lost cause. Hmm which is kind of a bummer, but maybe when I get some other things out of the way, I'll feel a little bit more optimistic about it. But yeah, right now this is basically a failure, total failure, which is fine. Failing's well, okay. Yeah. Failing's fine. But do you know why it failed? It would be what I would suggest finding out. So are you getting people to the site and they're just not buying the course? Are they, um, not coming to the site at all? Are they not finding uh, you? Yeah. So I'm not driving much traffic there. And I think a little bit of it is, is I don't like bake it in. Right. So like most of my traffic, uh, is to YouTube videos. Right. And I don't do a very good job of like putting a pitch in my videos. So that's kind of a problem too, but yeah, I'm sort of in a, in a weird spot where I need to go and look at the analytics of it a little bit more and kind of see what user behavior is actually there. But I'm, I don't know. It's, it's a little frustrating and I've got a lot of other things that I want to work on that right now feel like they'll be more beneficial to me. So it's kind of just like a weighing the uh, pros and cons, you know, the, the see what my return on my investment of time is going to be in a couple different areas. But yeah. So anywho, over the last two weeks, got neither of those two things done, but it did make a lot of progress on the website redesign thing, um, which actually involved a huge amount of moving my content out of WordPress, which ended up being way more annoying than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. But uh, that's okay now. It's back to Markdown land. So I got all my content moved out so I can design around real content while I'm working on my design. Nice. And I'm also building the website to be, uh, have you looked at amp the amp project so advanced or accelerated mm -hmm. mobile pages yeah um so i'm building the website to be amp compatible too nice uh, and i'm doing this like one because i like things to be fast and two because i want uh amp sites can show up in the google like carousel if people search and so if What's the google car carousel so if you look in chrome there will be like square or like rectangles that pop up at the top that are like carousel articles that show up like right at the very top. Um, it depends on your search. If there's nothing that can f go into the carousel for your search, then nothing's going to be there, but it does uh, pop up there and it might just be on your phone too. Okay. It might not. Um, well, I use like a tab thing, so I don't like have like the normal Chrome search thing. Oh, gotcha. But so I'm not familiar, but cool. That's anywho. Cool. I really just want the site to be fast. And uh, so I've got the entire like structure of this worked out and how I'm going to deploy it and this and that, like all that stuff is there. So I have a, my workflow baked in around it. Now it's just a matter of going through and um, figuring out kind of how I want to lay out the content. And I'm pretty excited about that. I have all day today to kind of work on stuff. Uh, unfortunately I just got charged for my next month of, uh, hosting on the WordPress <laughs> thing. So I kind of want to just like take my time on the design instead of trying to like bust it out right now. Yeah. And, uh, today I want to work on something else. So something leading into my next weeks. Um, and that goes back to the web app challenge aspect of things that we kind of talked about last week. 
And you and I talked, and I mentioned this my my weekly update that I have. My two ideas are really like, I think uh, course hosting or creating a course platform could be better for people who are like me, right? Uh, or people with technical expertise or people who can hire people with technical expertise so you can kind of get a more custom uh, setup. So mm -hmm. that's my one idea is uh, building a course platform that's more customizable for people. And then the other idea is kind of... Uh, something I sort of need for the coder journey site. If I want to be able to still have a contact form and that's a, like a form backend. So kind of like form mm -hmm. keep, uh, it sounds like I'm ripping off somebody's idea, but that's, I mean, that's creation as a thing. Nobody has anything mm -hmm. original. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't feel too bad about that, but I have some ideas about how I can implement that. And honestly, I think I could probably build that entire thing, like the prototype of it or the MVP today. Mm -hmm. um, so like I might just go without a front end thing just the back end type of yeah MVP just the back end yeah. to it so i think i could do that today and so i think i might bust that out and try to just launch like an mvp over the course of this next two weeks uh of the nice. form thing but yeah that's kind of where yeah. i'm at right now that'd be fun so where are you gonna you're gonna develop it in anything cool you're gonna do like elixir or are you gonna do like Ruby? uh so i'm actually gonna write it and go and go, of course, yeah. You yeah, and the reason for that is ideally I want to do stuff like Elixir. I want to be able to do some stuff in Elixir, but this is so simple that uh, I can do this in Go and I don't have to refigure out the deployment story. So this is one of the things with doing things in Elixir, Elixir is I don't really know how to deploy it um, in a meaningful way or, you know, like a way that's like optimized for the Erlang VM and or the Beam, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. So Go, I can do this all day. I did actually have a thought about building this for Lambda and literally not having a server, but um, oh, doing the serverless stuff. Yeah, I thought about doing that, but I'm like, you know what? Uh, Go takes so little resources and is super fast on almost no resources that I can put this on like a five dollar box somewhere and be fine. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I'm currently sitting. But yeah, that's uh, my last two weeks have been kind of a wash given my sickness and then sickness leads to uh, lack of motivation in a, in a big way for me, I guess. Hmm. Cool, man. Well, you know, I think you'll make it up, right? Yeah, no, I think I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I've been pretty enthusiastic over the last couple of days working on the website design and then uh, going in and building this form thing should be pretty sweet. Oh, so with this form thing, I need one thing that I need to do is I already know there's a market for this in some way, shape or form, right? So we have things like form keep. There's actually some other ones that are out there too. But one of the things that's like form keep is prohibitively expensive if you want to use it for something really small. And so I think I'm actually the thing that's going to kind of separate um, my product, which I'm not sure what I want to call. So I might talk to you about naming because you're you're the name guy uh, out of me and you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, keep form keep form yeah i i have a when i was gonna do serverless i was calling it tentatively formless as my uh oh. as my thing but i don't know if i'm gonna go with that because that might get confusing i think i think actually the word form is a horrible horrible name for this stuff yeah it's too developery and um anyway yeah, that's be that'd be an interesting conversation
So, but the thing that I think can kind of set apart, like me apart from the the competition that currently exists for this, is basically pricing as a thing. And I think I might go with metered pricing. So it's mm-hmm. like if you have a form, like I'm not going to limit you on the number of forms. I'm going to limit you on the number of like form submissions that you get. So if it's like if you're under a hundred form submissions, I don't care how many forms you have. I'm not going to charge you anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the kind of uh, pricing model I want to go with with callback. I believe. Yeah, is just the number of of jobs that get run. And that makes it a little easier on the billing side too. Cause then it's just like, I don't care when you sign up, I'll just like cut the cutoff date is just going to be the turn of a month. And then on the first of the month, I'll be like, Oh, this is how many you had for the previous month. So here's your bill. Go off and do that. So that'll be kind of easy for me. So you're going to, no matter when they sign up, at the beginning of the month or you're just saying within a month's time? Uh, I'm saying like probably just charge everybody at the beginning of the month. Yeah. That's what her. Like, so even if they like, charged on the uh or you know they started two days before the end of the month if they only had uh you know 99 form submissions and i set my cutoff on the free tier as like 100 submissions then i would just be like oh here's you had 99 submissions which leads to zero dollars so here you go mm-hmm. um you know send them their invoice for that or whatever but that may, that just makes it easier for me and for anybody using the service they can like know it's like dependable like when it's gonna stop yeah and be billed for it so that's kind of where i'm thinking but cool you could use callback for that I could use callback for that. I'm actually considering using callback <laughs> for that so that I don't have to. Uh, well, I mean, I'd still have to build the like Stripe billing aspect of it. Right. 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 But, but you know when to run it. You don't have to create yeah. a job to run. Cool, man. That sounds exciting. So are you how are you balancing like content creation and all this work? Are you just kind of pausing on content creation? Nope. Content creation is going to be is a thing. So I my content creation flow is I've gotten it a little more optimized uh, for things. So like my Tuesday tutorials, they, they still take like, I don't know, probably a cumulative amount of like five or six hours of research, uh, and like recording and stuff like that and editing, maybe depending on whether or not I'm super familiar with what I'm building out. But, uh, this Kubernetes stuff that I'm working on is actually, even though it's stuff that I'm learning at the same time, it's actually going real fast. And I think it's because I don't know so much that I'm getting in my own way when I write the content. Um, so, so that's kind of handy. So I'm actually able to create this content and, at a pretty steady clip. So that's not too bad, but yeah, so keep up with those. And then the Thursday videos take me like a half hour, start to finish to like figure out what I'm going to mention, record it, edit it, release it. So not a big deal there. Nice, man. Nice. That sounds exciting, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it turns out. So, all right. Well, yeah. So I'm going to go get to it while I'm still feeling motivated and, uh, I will talk to you in two weeks. Okay. Talk to you, man.